Welcome everyone to the Sports Review, Monday the 30th of November. Uh, it's my brother's birthday down in Christchurch, so happy um, happy uh, birthday Rory. I hope you're having a great day and um, and everything is going well. And uh, you and the family have a great day. And on the line, as we do, we speak in rugby. He was, the Seagull spotted him out on Thursday night, having a few brews with them. Legendary All Black is my old mate AJ Wheaton. Good afternoon AJ, how are you going? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, good to hear from you, Piggy. Yeah, you can't go anywhere being spotted now and then, mate. But uh, uh, a lot of rugby on the weekend, some good footy. And, um, yeah, I had a few uh, rummy coats and uh, just starting to get myself together. It's Monday, back at work. Yeah, I know. I know how you feel, eh, Joe. We, the old Monday blues uh, do do strike. But I have to say there was a, there, there was no uh, Saturday blues for the All Blacks. I'll tell you something. What a fantastic performance it was. To, in, uh, in their victory, a 38-0 victory over Las Pumas. Yeah, we sort of knew they were going to come back. I mean, a lot of people uh, had the white flag up thinking that the Pumas could do it. Look, there's no way, from my point of view, they were going to go down three. Um, they were talking all the right talk. I mean, they took the field. Nice touch with the Maradona number 10 on the all-black jersey. Yeah, I thought that definitely was uh, fantastic touch. Fitting. Yeah, that probably would have probably upset the Argentinians. Probably got a bit more emotional, <laughs> but uh, mm. yeah, from the kickoff, you could see they were uh, very much more determined and structured. And uh, one thing that came out of it, Peggy, was their discipline. It was a whole lot better than the week before. It certainly was. I have to say, um, Nepu Laulala had a huge game, but I have to say, a loose forward trio was, you know, um, the the trio of Sevilla, Kane, and Ioni were were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well, you know, a pat on the back to Kira. I mean, been waiting for his time. He's uh, done the work behind the scenes, apparently, and he started. And uh, you'd have to say on that performance that uh, it looked like a pretty solid trio and one that could be uh, starting in, uh, in, in 2021 if it uh, goes all to plan. Um, good to see, um, you know, Hos- Hoskins here. I think his time will come. But a bit more balanced, I think, in the, in the, in the loose forward trio. Um Against the Primas, Akira, a big man, and um, he handled it pretty well. And uh, as I said, uh, discipline was was uh, 100%. Sam Kane again. Um, I mean, he keeps on delivering. And, of course, uh, yep. the Artie Savia try, we've come to expect that from him. It took them a while. I mean, they had to work hard. Their defence, I thought, was actually outstanding from the Primas for a while. But it was mm. all one-way traffic. And uh, a couple of missed chances from the All Blacks. It could have blown a bit more out at half-time. So... Uh, uh, yeah, I think they're a bit lucky to be in so that close, the uh, Pumas. And I think uh, just the wear and tear and uh, by the 20-minute uh, mark to go, um, mm. the floodgates opened and uh, they strolled away with it. Certainly did. And, of course, the, uh, the injection of Will Jordan off the bench really... Um, we were, we, he's had such a great season in Super Rugby ATRO, and now, now we know why he is so good. The pace, he's a deceptive runner, you know. You know, a spill ball of Will Jordan has got such great pace and he's, you know, ho- he will hopefully get his opportunities to start for the All Blacks in 2021 with the likelihood of Bowden Barrett not being available because he will be playing in Japan. Yeah, well, look, I think it, uh, certainly, I think we've all known the potential of Will. It's just he's had a few uh, injuries, a couple of knocks, and that's sent him back. It's just about getting your opportunity. And with, as I said, with 20 minutes to go, 15, I think uh, the pressure... And the physicality was starting to tell on the uh, the Pumas. They were fighting a lost cause. They were down by 
what, 17-odd points by then. So, um, and I guess you said those opportunities when they came, um, boy, he's got some wheels. And there's no way they would catch him. And the way he went for that first try and then the second one a minute or two later, wow. Uh, and that just shut the gate. And, um, yeah, so I think you're right. You'll see him on the wing if he can cement uh, that position. He'll be looking forward. And uh, with uh, Patrick Tupaluta coming on and strolling over for the uh, fat man's try at the end, icing on the cake. And uh, they say they can go into the summer. You're not going to feel that rock under the uh, beach towel on the beach, eh? So uh, they'll be able to sit back and say, hey, satisfactory year. A lot more work to do improvement, but we'll take it. It certainly has, and I think, you know, it, it, they they really did need that victory. Now, Friday night, I have to say, what a great game the Hawks Bay-Northland game was. Really, that first half that was running rugby. Um, but Hawks Bay, they're, been, they're, they're now promoted to the Premiership, 36-24 over Northland. What were some of your thoughts on the game, AJ? Oh, brilliant. Uh, what a great um, advertisement for Maitatean rugby. I mean, I think the competition's uh, been... Pretty consistent. It's been a, a good one this season. Um, so I can't complain. Uh, best side in the competition. In fact, the best team in both leagues, from my Thank point of view, in the Premiership, the most consistent. Yep. Um, I think uh, they've got a great setup down there. Just relish playing for the uh, black and white, the Magpies, any members that got the opportunity to, to be in that squad. And I think you could see that off the field. They've obviously connected and they just went out there and Played really attractive football right across the pitch. Hey, hats off to Northland. They contributed also. Um, but just seeing the sunshine and, uh, well, sunshine late at night, but uh, just the crowd, the atmosphere, the smiles, uh, the, the attitude, the, the way the game was played at pace. And obviously some, some stars of the future there. Ash Dixon, of course, is skipper. Big pat on the back. Yep. And, of course, um, their, their number eight... Um, Player of the year, I think he was. Um, Devin Flanders. Uh, yes, Devin Flanders. What a and look at the talent and loose forwards around the country. There's oh, another one brilliant. you can put in the book. And Fakatava. I mean, the uh, two here wonder. You, you, you can't fault him. And um, had a marvellous season and uh, just a, a great opportunity to watch a team in action. And Hawks Bay, my team of the year. Um, AJ, you're not going to get an argument from me. I, I feel they've been the they've been the best team out of both um, divisions, and really, Fakatava, you know, I know he's I believe he signed with the Highlanders, but God, wouldn't yeah. wouldn't 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 a team like the Hurricanes with TJ Perinara, you know, benefit by having a young giving this young guy an opportunity? Have to say on North, on the Northland side, old Big Red had a great game. Old uh, Tom Robinson, real good. Yeah. Player. He throws his body around, doesn't he? I mean, he's got the league long hair down there and, you know, works well with the boy prior. And, um, so, look, they, they were right in there at half time. Don't worry about that. But it, I think it's just the uh, when you're used to winning, you're at home. The belief in the Hawks Bay team, I, I always felt confident they were going to come back. But what a great year for Northland. Let's uh, give them some praise, too. Well coached. Uh, the Tanifa have had a pretty lean time over the years and to make the final. I mean, they could go home pretty proud. Um, let's see if they can back it up next year. But again, the makings of a pretty solid uh, squad for 2021. And it's great to see these out of provinces putting their hands up there, Peggy. And uh, it's good for rugby, it's good for the provinces. And uh, we just got to see more of it. It certainly is. And then we get to the Premiership final. And I have to say, um, it was. 
Well, it was dominated by, I'll be straight to the point, a refereeing of 26 penalties, which I'm going to be straight to the point. I don't like bag ref, bagging referees, but really not acceptable at this level. And really, no, it isn't. But Tasman really ground, ground out a real tough win over Auckland. Yeah, you can blame the ref too, big, I know. But look, I think there was ill discipline. Yeah. I mean, one of the factors this year through Auckland, uh, when they've got it right and they've played smart rugby, you know, I think they have been the dominant side, but just their discipline at times have let them down. And this is the one right on the big stage, the final. And uh, Tasman, they haven't been the team of last year, but they've, they've hung in there. And I think we saw that on the weekend. Defensively, they had some brilliant moments. They, they, they shut down the Auckland defence uh, in the second half. They blew them white through everything. They couldn't quite manage it. And they just quite resilient team. They hung in there, kicked the goals that mattered. And um, just when Auckland seemed to have their opportunities, knock on, forward pass, and miss, you know, tackle here and there. And it did really cost them. So they'll look back, they'll ruin it, and they'll go, how did that one get out of their grasp? But it did. And Tasman will go home back to back and when you land at the airport there, I had a friend of mine ring me. He said, listen to the crowd here, mate. We stuck it to those Aucklanders, and that's how much it meant to them. And uh, when you've got a town right behind you or a, or a province, uh, good on them. You know, yep, they, the they, they thoroughly deserve that. that. And their forward pack was fantastic. Clinton Strange. Yeah, yep. limited at times. Look, one, was there one trying it? I mean, and you, you compare it to the other one. Yes, we were expecting a marvellous final. Uh, it didn't quite eventuate, but very scrappy game, and it didn't really get out of third gear from my point of view. So, uh, but anyway, uh, the boys did their best. Uh, Tasman the victors, and they're still celebrating, from what I can understand. Well, and well deserved. For, well deserved too. Anyway, AJ, I have to say, really, I've I've really enjoyed your contribution over the rugby season. We've had a lot of laughs. We've had yeah. some really great talks. Um, We've, you've came in. You've came in off the bench for um. Bench, yeah. For, for, yeah. Did you give him a bit of a hard time on Thursday when you saw him? Oh, I said. Well, I don't have many friends there, Piggy. So well, I had to be careful with Bernie. Um, yeah, well, you know, well the same. Many, but look, we had a few jars. Caught up with the likes of Sean Fitzpatrick. Where every year, Auckland has a, the old boys in the eighty. Uh, we catch up. You know. With oh, great. The Brian there, Smokey, J.K., Big Moose, Robin Brook, Olo, and. Um, Look, it was just great to be there, catch up and chew the fat, take the verbal out of each other, loved every minute of it. And, uh, oh, great yeah, stuff. It's, it's great to be amongst some good friends. And, Peggy, you know, it's been great talking to you and, you know, great listening to me. I mean, that's yeah. a bonus. <laughs> yeah, well, it has been a bonus, yeah, yeah. And, um, and um, hopefully we can do this again next season. And, uh, and uh, definitely the uh, rum and cokes are on their way, AJ. Make sure they do. Can I just say a final shout out to my cousin John Wedden? Yeah, flying yes. back out to, to his uh, where he lives uh, up in uh, Thailand. Johnny, safe travels, my friend, and good seeing you back here at Aotearoa. Love you heaps, buddy. Take yeah. care. And Biggie, thank you very much for the thank, opportunity for thank, an old man. Yeah, so thank you, AJ. It's been bloody brilliant, and and a big shout out to John Wedden. You know, he he he's the reason I was able to get AJ. So you know, safe travels back to Thailand. I know my brother yeah. works over there. Uh, works in Thailand and and the struggles of getting back there and being caught during this COVID has really yep. um, it's caught a lot of people out but AJ really enjoyed it as I've also enjoyed Bernie McCarhill, Hamish Mackay, 
Bucks Chelford and Dan Bowden for their contributions for the rugby season. AJ, you have a great Christmas. Been fantastic. I'll try and sneak up to your club over summer over cricket, but I might might not be allowed in. Well, I'll see how I feel. I have security at the door. Your picture's up there. It'll be your 50-50. That's all I can say, Peggy. Okay. Hey. Okay, okay, thanks, AJ. Cheers. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was AJ Wheaton. Um, have to say, really, he's been fantastic this year. Well, next up, we have a cricket legend in Glenn Turner. So I'll play a bit of music and we'll hopefully have Glenn Turner next online speaking about some cricket. everyone back to the sports review uh, and uh, we're into the summer part of the season. I know it feels weird with rugby still going on but we're getting back to the uh, to the game of the summer in New Zealand which is cr- which is cricket and you know you can have your touch rugby's and your softball. To me it's always been cricket. I have the privilege and I called this gentleman um, a couple of weeks ago I've emailed him and he's kindly come on the show. This, this um, person is one of the greats of New Zealand cricket you know, he has an average of 44 in Test cricket, an average of 47 in one-day internationals. Very strong opinions, a fantastic cricket coach. Please welcome on the line, Glenn Turner. Good afternoon, Glenn. How are you today? Yes, good afternoon, Eamon. I'm well, thank you. Well, we've had uh, a good drop of rain, which we always need in Wanaka. Well, you, you definitely do, and of course... Um, course we've had a bit of rain up here which is not unusual for Auckland Glen. Now Glen, obviously some great some cricket over the weekend New Zealand versus the West Indies um, New Zealand has won the series two zip but um, did you, what was some of your impressions of um, the first two 2020s? <laughs> well I suppose you've got to start two as somewhere at some stage but of course yeah. I'm not a great fan of 20 over cricket so um, uh, yeah I mean any game of cricket uh, is is always interesting 
to, to varying degrees, yes. but um, uh, yeah, I, I guess the fact that we've knocked over the West Indies um, in this form of the game, which seems to be their strongest, uh, we'll take it. Um, I, I have to say, some of the thoughts that I got that I looked at was this uh, introduction of Devon Conway. Now he's had a great season in Plunkett Shield cricket last season. He was a top scorer. Um, they haven't introduced him into the Test team, which maybe down the track they will. But were you quite impressed with um, Devon Conway? Yeah, I thought he um, he looked as though he's he can play a bit, you know, and. Um and that's good to see. And and to me, it didn't look as though he was just suited to uh, twenty twenty over cricket. I mean, he he played in a more uh, orthodox uh, manner, if you like. Um, even though it was aggressive and it did the job as far as strike rates and that were concerned. But you know, he he looked as though he had a bit about him. Um, and and so his results to date in the domestic scene. Uh, don't look as though uh, they were flukes. It looks as though we're going to see quite a bit more of him. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he's actually... I'm re- I'm hoping at some point in the season they'll introduce him into the Test team, but obviously it's going to be very, very hard to get into that Test team at the moment. But um, Glenn Phillips uh, yesterday, a lot of power hitting there. Um, basically quite a good innings by Glenn Phillips. What was your impression of that? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, um, obviously he found the middle of the bat pretty often. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was interesting how I was just looking at uh, some other stats um, okay. uh, that, that I'd come across, uh, you know, when I was um, preparing my, my latest book. And it was in um, the Middle East, a 10-over uh, league that they had in 2018. Um, and uh, instead of 20 overs a side, it was 10 overs a side. Uh, but what happened is that um, the, the team batting first, uh, which were called the Cindy's, uh, they were 94 for six in their 10 overs, and the Rajputs knocked them off uh, in four overs. And uh, a, a guy, Mohammed Shazad, scored 74 off 16 balls at a strike rate of 462.5. Oh, <laughs> the, the humorous part about it, too, is that he's their wicketkeeper batsman, and he's, um, uh, he's quite a bit overweight, and he's teased about that. But he said, well, the guys that score more uh, points than me when it comes to uh, fitness work and that, he said, they can't hit as many sixes as me. And, you know, I, I thought I thought of uh, Phillips uh, yesterday when, um, you know, I mean, he, he got his 100 and I think uh, about 60-odd balls, was yep. it 52 balls perhaps? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's that sort of game, isn't it, that uh, yeah. these sort of things can... Can happen. Well, you, you'll be very happy this first. They will be going into the test season now. Um, the 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 side uh, putting on your coaching and your selectors hat, Glenn. Would you take a spinner into this first test, or would you go for a uh, for uh, four seamers and in, in, in such as Trent Bolt, Tim Salvey, Neil Wagner, and Kyle Jamison? Well, the last time. Um I, you know, I was quite familiar with the West Indies in the in the seventies with their four quicks. 
and uh, often they didn't bother with a spinner and they just rotated them. But they were getting away with bowling about 72 overs a day. Um, and, and in those days, of course, or particularly when you're playing uh, with uh, short twilights, it meant that they couldn't go on for more than half an hour after the, uh, the end of play, as it were, and time-wise. And so they got away with that. Uh, I know that we wouldn't be bowling as slow a rates as that, but it would be. I think it's a bit disappointing if you if you can't manage to fit one spinner in. But I guess it'll depend a lot too on on the conditions of the pitch. Mm, yeah. And uh, that one, uh, I think, is being played in Hamilton, and the second test is in Wellington. Wellington's more known, of course, mm. for for seam uh, rather than spin. But uh, Hamilton can be a variety of things, and I'm not quite up with uh, where things are looking at uh, pitch-wise there at the moment. Yeah, well, it will be interesting to see um, w- uh, to see whether they do go with uh, Ajay's Patel on that, uh, and mm. whether they drop one of the seamers, or whether they actually drop the all-rounder and uh, Daryl Mitchell. So the New Zealand side, pretty much the batting lineup, is pretty much speaks for itself, and Latham Blundell. Um, Williamson, Taylor Williamson, Taylor you're probably looking at Henry Nichols who might be under a bit of pressure from Devon Conway and Daryl and Mitchell coming into the um, into the all-rounder slot with BJ Watling as the keeper Yeah, that's probably um, looking most likely I imagine Yeah, it's not easy to get in at the moment um, to the to the New Zealand side, I suppose for for Conway, yeah. although he's, you know, what is he? Is he is he thirty yard? Um, I think he, yeah yeah, for late twenties thirties. But um, yeah. the interesting point is, if he was if there was an injury, do you start him as an opener as he is in Plunkett Shield cricket, or do you put him down the order, or do you put Tom Latham or Tom Blundell down the order? That's that's a big question. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if he's batted much uh, in sort of more towards the middle order. You would expect him to be in the top four yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's a tricky one. But, of course, what tends to happen these days is that um, because selection's been taken more or less inside the camp, it makes it more difficult to to dislodge players. So, you know, under usual normal circumstances, and if you went back a few years, someone who had performed as well as Conway, he w- he would be straight into the side. Mm. He certainly would, Glenn. Just quickly, just 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 before we sign off, Australia, India, you've been watching a bit of that series, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw some of that. Um, the Aussies are just scoring too many for the Indians, yeah. it, it would appear. Um, very b- b- good batting conditions. I only saw the, the first one. Um, I didn't see the one yesterday. I saw the results. Yes, Steve Smith again. Uh, but, of course, the the Aussies are coming across here, um, but they're only playing five 2020s, and, mm. um, and that's disappointing. And I think they're... they're Top side is going to, it's going to clash with them being in South Africa. Yes. And at the moment with COVID around, it seems that these touring parties are, are taking almost two teams, or in the Pakistan's case, three teams. 
um, uh, with them. Uh, so we could end up with the Australian fourth team or third team coming out here for the 20 over matches. Yeah, you never know. The old covert has uh, turned things around. Of course, we won't get on to the silly comments made by Shahabakda um, in the news. That was just... Um, I'll, I'll be straight to the point. Uh, just a, a stupid thing to say. So, yeah. Anyway, Glenn, it was great chatting to you, and um, hopefully we can do it again next week for a bit of... We, when when uh, you're not playing golf or doing some gardening. So um, it was fantastic having a chat to you. <laughs> Okay, thanks for that, and by then hopefully we can get on to some real cricket. Oh, absolutely. Well, we'll the test will be over by next Monday, I guarantee you. That's how they're going these days. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Okay, fit, ladies and gentlemen, that was Glenn Turner. Um, it was great to have his thoughts on the cricket. He will definitely have his thoughts next Monday on the test match. I'm um, just going to go to a bit of music, and then we have the madness of Brenda McNeese next. It's Welcome everyone back to the Sports Review here on uh, Planet 104.6 FM or if you listen on planetaudio.org.nz and I have to say I'm looking I'm looking forward to the views of this man. He's, he's back as he is at this spot every Monday, Mr Brendan McNeese. Good morning, good afternoon Brendan, how are you? Oh. Not too bad, not too bad, uh, Eamon. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a wee, wee bit of a sad occasion, I suppose, uh, uh, when we uh, talk about the, the, the sad passing of the supremely uh, talented uh, Maradona. You can't talk football without talking Maradona, you know. S- you know, an absolute magician on the pitch. 
controversial off the pitch, but certainly in my mind, uh, the top five players of all time, alongside the likes of Pelly, Messi, Ronaldo, and George Best, you know, he, he can't have a top five without having Maradona in it. And bit of a shame that you know, uh, you know, mm. a wee bit like George Best that he won't be entirely remembered for his freakish talent, you know, because uh, some of the off the field activities, you know, mm. did grab the headlines. But I do. I do ask you sometime uh, if if you get a chance, uh, Google uh, Maradona warming up for Napoli on YouTube, and oh, you yeah. will just see what sort of a genius uh, he was with a football. It, it was almost like the ball had an elastic band to his foot. It certainly, it certainly, um, he certainly was, and of course, memories of that. You know that nineteen eighty six uh, World Cup. <laughs> He just, you know, forget about the hand of goal. That that second goal against England, the goal mm-hmm. he set up, you know, his just overall play. What a fantastic player, Brendan. Oh, the, the balance, his absolute balance and uh, his vision and uh, tenacity and uh, just just all round skill. He could do everything. He could he could he could score with his feet, with his head, with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know I, uh, I do remember that fantastic goal against England when he led them a merry dance in Mexico. It was absolutely fantastic. Oh, but uh, but there's you, just just some breaking news on Maradona. I'm not sure if you're yeah, caught, I, but I, I after, heard, uh, yes, yes, yes. The, the, the doctor, the the sign's been may have over prescribed to him. We can't say. Yeah. That. Well, well, apparently in Buenos Aires, there's a, there's a police investigation underway yeah. uh, for the doctor being uh, apparently, apparently, and this is like I'll say apparently, because you know the way news comes out of South America, very sort of haphazard. Mm, but yeah. they're, they're saying that he's uh, being charged with involuntary uh, manslaughter after yes. uh, after Maradona's massive heart attack. So, yeah, as you say, as we say, you know, in life and in death, Maradona always almost colourful. Very, very colourful, and I think, I think you know, you want to remember him for the football player he was. Not, not about the hand of God. Not about his, you know. We, 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 we'll be, we'll be straight to the point. His, his uh, problems he had with the Colombian icing sugar and stuff. <laughs> And, and you know, and probably, but he he'll be remembered. He he was a great player. Always loved watching Diego Maradona, EPL oh, Brendan. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, look, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put one to you, Eamon. Um yeah. Were you impressed with the Ferguson S comeback in Fergie time uh, with Manchester coming from two 0 down to win three uh, two uh, at Southampton? A lucky one, and that's all I'm going to say at this stage. But thank goodness, uh, Cavani. Hopefully, it's going to work out. I can see a bit of light under, and uh, under that dark tunnel, I can see a bit of light coming through there, and I believe that, you know, it might be coming good. But hey, I'd better tell you something. Some of the results over the weekends in the court, <coughs> Mr. Klopp wasn't happy, was he? <laughs> not a, not a not a happy camper. And, and here was my next question for you. Uh, Eamon, are, are Liverpool in a mini slump after losing uh, 2-0 in Europe to Atalanta, only drawing one all at home to uh, Brighton? And uh, look, it, 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 I sort of wee bit of research on them. And in the last 16 games, I've had 11 different centre-back pairings. That's hardly consistency. Mm. And the thing is, is that, you know, uh, with, with Virgil van Dijk being out for the season, and, uh, you know, there's not too many Virgil van Dijk's knocking around, and you won't get one in January. 
<laughs> you know, uh, the, the, you know, Liverpool's got it all to do. Uh, Liverpool has got it all to do, I think, to retain their championship and, and make a meaningful run in, in Europe, especially with no Salah and no Van Dijk. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of other wee niggling injuries around there. And, uh, and it's not like Jurgen Klopp to lose the plot. It definitely wasn't. And I have to say, some of the results over the weekend, like... Um Manchester City looked like, even though it was only Burnley, looked like they're coming into a bit of form, dangerously. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Spurs Chelsea game that 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 looked like a real ball fest. And of course, yeah. the Wolves over well, 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 you know, just, just on that one, uh, you know, uh, Spurs Spurs look, you know, as you say, quite rightly, Eamon, it was it was a snow fest, and uh, uh, right from the word kick off, you know, Tottenham looked as if they'd be happy for a draw at Stamford Bridge and, and you know, what the, the, they knew that a draw was going to top, keep them top of the league and, and that's exactly what they got and, you know, un, under Mourinho, you know, that's, that's, that's business as usual. Former United um, icon Roy Keane uh, they said Spurs never win the league if they play like that. You know, you, and he also went on to say that you need Jose Mourinho and Harry Kane to lift the, the Premier League title. I don't know if that's being a little bit harsh, but uh, I, 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 I still think, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're really keen on winning the title, you've actually got to go to places like Stamford Bridge and have a pop. I think I think you have to have a pop, you know. Uh, uh, this this title race is going to be close, you know. Wait till I, I don't. I believe that this title race is going to really come into its own after the new year because I think it's going to really even it up. If you look at the table, Brendan, it's oh yeah, it's close. Oh. You know, even Manchester United's got a chance. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 oh, oh, it, 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 it's as tight as you with no arms in the pub. <laughs> Brendan, I've never... <laughs> but, but, you know, just also, you know, you were just saying about the results, you know, Everton lost at home to Leeds, Leeds, yeah. very credible start to the season, yeah. you must say, coming up from the Championship, and then Arsenal, uh, that's not a mini slump, they're, they're in a slump, uh, losing 2-1 to Wolves, and then... Um, Talking of slumps, I have to uh, like I have to do this as your as your correspondent. Uh, there's absolute yeah, here chaos. We are. Here we are. And, uh, uh, they lost um, two two nil at home in the uh, Betfred Cup, the first time they've been beaten in a, in a cup competition for four years, or translated into games of thirty five in a row they'd won. But causing <laughs> causing riotous things uh, at Celtic Park tonight. The the um, the hoops faithful uh, the. We basically uh, went out on on the parade and uh, onto Celtic, onto the Celtic promenade. There, give the players and the manager and the board a real hard time, yeah. and uh, it's it, almost riotous situations. <laughs> because, but the, the the form has not been flash for Neil Lennon's team. Uh, you know, uh, basically after a loss recently to deadly rivals Rangers, then two four one droppings, uh, home and away to. Sparta Prague, the mighty Sparta Prague, and uh, the protesters just want Lennon out, which is almost inevitable. <laughs> they, 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 they talk about Rome burning. They've got to, they've got to go. They've got, to, they've got to go to AC Milan midweek in this form. Oh, uh, going no. into the San Siro, so uh, yes, Celtic, uh, Celtic, in, in, in all sorts of trouble at the moment, which is um, very, very sad for myself being a huge Celtic fan. Yeah, it definitely is, and you know, two 0 to Ross County for goodness' sake, that's shocking. Oh. 
For my sins, I got up and watched the, watched the game. The, 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 the first one was a penalty that uh, that should never been conceded. The, 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 we were, got no arguments. It was just a clumsy, clumsy, clumsy tackle by the defender. But uh, but the second one, uh, they were just they were just ball watching when when the header went in. It's it just it's, it's, it's almost symptomatic of a team that's actually lost direction, lost faith in the manager. Uh, you know who who, who really don't. You know, they almost give you the impression they don't want to be there, so which is which is desperately sad when you see it to a team of, of, of Celtic standing. Well, especially you know the people tend to forget like Celtic's got a huge following around the world, and you know there's Celtic fans not only here in New Zealand, Australia, and the United States, Canada, you know right across the world would be absolutely tearing their hair out. But if you're going to sack Neil Lennon, who are you going to replace him with? Well, see, this is a sixty-four thousand dollar question. Is that there's 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 a couple there's a couple of people that have been talked about, but I'm not necessarily sure uh, what sort of substance there is to it. But there's there's three on the short list, which is Roy Keane, uh, Pochettino, and Eddie Howe, which are the three. That, uh, uh, but but the thing is, is that would would they necessarily be interested in the care take a position for the next six months? With you know, because you're behind and nothing. If you don't deliver the ten in a row, you could be crucified in something Hall Street. You definitely could. They won't, uh, Brenda. <laughs> straight to the point. They're not going to get Pochettino. They're not going. They, yeah, they're, they're not going to get Pochettino. But uh, you know, you can live in hope. You can live in hope, yeah. Live in hope of also Woody Lotto too. But <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and Mark Watson will be a lot happier after the All Black performance at the weekend, hopefully. Well, well no, I'm, I'm actually going to... Well, because Mark's a big Liverpool fan, so I sent him a text about... Hope, you know, tell him that I'll send out the email as I always do, or the text. And I, Mark, I asked Mark what the Liverpool result was. Didn't get a reply back. So I might be getting a bit of an ear jamming from Mark today about that. But um, yeah, no. maybe, 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 maybe there's technical issues with the phone, or uh, you know, the service is down, or something. I couldn't imagine that Mark wouldn't reply. Oh, I, I, th- I think he saw the sarcasm in it. <laughs> but apart from that, what are you up to for the rest of the week, Mister McNeese? Well, as we're sort of getting into the into the festive season, uh, Eamon, into the yeah, festive season, uh, again, look, looking look, looking forward to plenty of sport, plenty of entertainment, uh, plenty of time with the family, and hopefully some decent weather around here um, uh, in Wellington, which is which is like almost <laughs> wishing that you win lotto, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just, just looking forward to a break, getting things tidied up at work. I suppose like most most people at this time of year, you know, yeah. uh, just just looking forward to spending a bit of time with family and friends. Will you be going away over the Christmas break at all, Brenda? Oh, well, we're actually thinking about getting on the Indy Rounder and having a, having a bit of a splurge around the top of the South Island and going to Nelson and Picton and uh, Blenheim and, uh, you know, just, just, just sampling some of the local produce. Well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you a bar to go to go to Seamus's and Picton. Count me in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it Bridget? Um, I'm going to give you a call about something else later on in the day, but you have a great day, and um, we will uh, catch up again, as we always do on... Uh, on Monday, we'll sort the footballing world as well as everyone, well as our own lives out. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Brendan.
good man here, but you're a gentleman, toxic. Oh, no, I love it when you lie. Okay, see you, Brendan. <laughs> that was Brendan McNeese. Next up, we have the panel. Welcome everyone back to the Sports Review. Now I, I better get the uh, frequency right of the radio station. It's 106.4 FM, Planet FM. If you were listening to 104 points, if you were listening to the one I previously said, you might be listening to a totally different station. So uh, I do apologise on that. And of course it's this time of the day where we have our panel in and, and it's a very good afternoon to Sean Summerfield. Hey Sean, how you going mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, well, you know, I'll get the buttons right, then I'll get the frequency wrong. So hey, yeah. hey I, I, just just before you say good day to Mark, I've got to tell you, when I, way, way back, and I was in the newsroom and I had to uh, select uh, Channel 10 Australia to get some news stories, yeah. and I typed 10.com, and I pushed into before typing .au, yeah. and 10.com was, was a rather X-rated site. <laughs> and I was terrified of the IT department coming down. Yeah. So, mate, it's okay to get the uh, frequency wrong. Yeah, it takes well, a couple of digits. Well, if anyone knows what, if anyone uh, Googles what 104.6 uh, FM is in, in Auckland, they will probably have a wee laugh. And very good afternoon to Mark Watson. How are you, Mark? Yeah, afternoon to you. Afternoon to you, Sean. Uh, look, yeah, look I worked on radio for... I worked on radio for 10 years, and I still think after 10 years, my wife still didn't know which station I was on. Um, <laughs> as much as as much as I love my sport, she's not into a sport at all. In fact, I don't even think she could tell you what colour the All Blacks play in, to be fair, but that's why it works sometimes, you know? 
It's, Please, uh, keeps, it, us, keeps us grounded, mate. It certainly yeah, does. Please. It certainly does. And I must admit, Mark, you didn't reply to my text about the Liverpool game, but we won't get into it. Gentlemen, the All Blacks season is over and done with. 38-0 victory over the Pumas. Now, out of 10, I would like both your ratings out of 10 for the All Blacks. Starting off with you, Mark. Oh, look, I probably can't go much more than about a three or a four out of ten. A failed season. I mean, you don't lose to Argentina and you don't lose to one of the worst Australian teams probably ever put on the park, uh, to be honest. Um, look, people might go, that's harsh, but let's put it in context. It's not South Africa. It's not England. You know, we don't appear to have learnt much from the loss to England in the semi-final of the World Cup. Um, look, I think there are a couple of individual positives. Please, with the way maybe Kira Awani's come out of this whole thing, he does look like he's maybe turned a corner in terms of attitude, and he looks like he might just be the answer at six in the long term. Um, you know, Hoskins Satudu, I think, is another one. Really sort of beyond that, players constantly being played out of position. I mean, Bowden Barrett was the best player in the world to the point where now, you know, I'm not sure we'd miss him at fullback if he was to be injured. Um, uh, yeah. So, look, it, 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 it's hard to be positive. Yes, we put a record number on, or not record number, but we put points on against Argentina. But, look, they'd rung a lot of changes as well. Um, yeah, it's, it, look, it's, I think as we said over the previous weeks, and I'll still stick with it, and the headline I saw from someone in one of the papers that, look, I think Foster's a semi-final, World Cup at, uh, semifinal coach at best, and I still stick by that. And yeah, I think I still think we're in a little bit of trouble. Okay, sure. Look, I, I think the other teams have moved on a bit. I'd actually give them a bit more generous a six for the year. But I actually thought Saturday night for me was an eight and a half. Uh, those players you mentioned, Mark, I love seeing Will Jordan there. I'm wondering if the Barrett thing, you, you're dead on, that they need to be ready to live without him. Um, I, I actually thought that Savier is, is, is playing some pretty good footy. Um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff I really really liked about that game, the bounce back um, from, from that from that loss. And I think they have worked out a few things about that rush defence finally. It's taken a long time, Mark. But um, I, I actually really enjoyed the game. And, like, uh, and you know I'm a bit of a sad sporting romantic. I love seeing this guy turn around the game with the last name Jordan wearing a number 23 shirt. I love those silly little things. But uh, I, I just thought uh, it, was, it was a really uh, cool game to watch. I think they I think they're making progress and I do think they're cracking that, that, that rush defence. You know, I just don't like the fact that we've got to lose to Argentina to figure it out when we already lost to England once and that hurt enough. Um, look, I, I think our issue is still around the tight five. I still think our issue is still at lock. I still think our issue is in terms of front row. And now Lala seems to be, you know, a, a, a better pick than what we've seen. Um, yeah, I do think we've got two good hookers. There's just something... I mean, you read the team on paper and it's a good side. I don't agree with... I still think that Anton Leonard-Brown and Goodyear are in the wrong positions. They need to swap around. And every time I see Geordie Barrett on the wing, I just think we're playing players out of position there. But when you do look at that team on paper, it's a good side and yet it's still not quite... It's missing something. And so, you know, people go, well, who else would you pick? And you go, well... Um, They've probably got, you know, they've, they've probably got um, the best players there. So then you've got to start looking at, okay, let's start looking at the coaches. And I, I still think that is our issue. Yeah. I, I think that Scott Robertson and some of some fresh ideas, I, I just think would have moved this team 
um, yeah, I just think this team would have been moved forward. And, you know, the Lachlan Boschier exclusion is just a head-scratcher. You can't not pick a guy like Lachlan Boschier and then go and lose two tests to two sort of minnow-type sides. Yeah, see, I, I disagree. I think Argentina are more, more than a minnow now. But um, and whatever it's taken, they've, they've, they've definitely got, got a lot better. But, it's hard, you know, then again, though, they, did, they didn't wallop Australia. Um, I don't know. If we look at this year and um, we say, heck, well, we've, we've come out with, with, with Clark. It's a 2-2. Um, Jordan was good. You know, it's just in there. I think there's been a... We, we've we've come out, I think, better than we've started the year. There are players get, getting on. I think um, Sam Whitelock's going to be very hard to replace, and obviously, uh, you know, that, that, that's got to happen soon. But I, I actually think on there, that's why I said 6 out of 10, I think we're actually finishing the year where we have found some new players. If it was just a stale team, Mark, that weren't learning anything at all, I think we'd be in a far worse position. But that, again, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I just don't like the fact, though, that we've moved now, aren't we? We were talking about, oh, look, we've made improvements. And I just sort of just get the sense that here we go we're back. We're sort of talking now about this four-year cycle and therefore, you know, dropping games to Argentina, dropping games to Australia. Well, we've learnt. I mean, the All Blacks historically have been the teachers, not the learners. And I think we've just got to be really careful that, you know, we don't accept these losses and then turn around and go, oh, yeah, but, you know, we've learnt from it and... Mm, yeah, I, I, I might be arrogant, but to me that's never been the all-black way. Anyway, guys, I have to have to agree. My rating was 5 out of 10. Let's move on. Did Gentlemen, did you enjoy the cricket over the weekend? It was, it was hard to watch because every time I flicked over, it started raining and the, the girls maybe flicked back and then by the time I remembered it was still on, it was still raining at my place. I thought it wasn't on and then they were still playing. I, I couldn't keep up with it, but... I, <laughs> so it's all look good. I, th- I tell you what, Eden Park was the star of the weekend. It certainly was. God, yeah. Two, 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 two codes in two days, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, look, I, I look at T20 cricket as just pure entertainment, just a way of getting people to like the game. You know, I think you get a wave of emotion that lasts for a little bit after the game and you celebrate moments like Glenn Phillips and stuff. But, you know... Um, like who remembers last season's T20 game. So, look, I think they're good entertainment. Uh, I, yeah, I still think the crowds that come in to see them are disappointing. That's got to concern New Zealand cricket. You just see them slowly what they, getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, that might be the fact that it's the West Indies here. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, oh, I, look, I don't know. It's just not enough there for me at the moment for it to still be appointment viewing for me. I have to say one thing, gentlemen, that I did notice that I do miss Ian Smith and I do miss Simon Dill in the commentary. Felt Mark Richardson was okay, Stephen Fleming, but from a viewing point of view, I do miss those guys. Oh yeah, voice voice of cricket, and it's hard hard to get used to some of the some of the new voices and and, and whatnot. The one thing I did see, guys, that it sort of brought a smile to my face. One of the fillers was that. Uh, Incredible uh, match from years ago at the Windies uh, from that 2020 was came down to the bowl off. They play. I caught that during one of the gaps, and it was a great reminder how cool Shane Bond was when he when he was playing. I thought that that was one of my highlights of the night, which is shameful to admit. But there you go. 
Yeah, yep, I have to say, well, we'll move on to a bit of Formula One. Sean Lewis Hamilton um, yet again does it again in um, the Bahrain GP, but uh, Ramon, but the big crash, geez, that was a that was a huge crash, that fireball crash, Sean. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, obviously, I think Lewis was the first guy to ever win there, lead from start to finish, but obviously that, that just <laughs> left not mattering with uh, Romain Grosjean, just an horrendous... Um, crash uh, right right on the first lap, and it was tagged by Daniel Kvyat, who also managed to flip Lance Stroll over uh, later on, just after the, the restart. But uh, yeah, the exit was a corner, and he got sort of just tapped by Kvyat, and uh, he went into the wall. So he's already moving at about two twenty two thirty k's an hour, and straight into the wall. And it was just like some tin opener sort of effect. The car split in half, which Sounds sounds weird, but remember that the car, the engine and rear of the car is sort of bolted to the tub that the driver sits in, which is the sort of safety cell. Um, and obviously a bunch of fuel spilled out. And it was early on in the race, and there was conjecture as to how much fuel spilled out by looking at the size of the flames. These cars are carrying 90 to 100 kilos of fuel, so there's a lot in there. Wow. And, um, and he, it was just, Incredible to watch the the Formula One uh, medical team, just absolute heroes. They pulled up, just ran straight in there. There was uh, one of the uh, marshals, safety guys, spraying an extinguisher, but the doctor was in there yelling for him. And he came out from the flames. It was like something from a horror movie. And he's got uh, some burns on his hands and some injured ribs, but he's posted from hospital already smiling. And, uh, you know, that halo that we sort of mocked in Formula One uh, definitely um, saved his life. And so did the incredible um, you know, fireproof suits they wear. And I've seen an actual Formula One suit, guys. It's not thick. <laughs> but there's three layers of, of Nomex and fire retardant material. Uh, their boots, their socks, everything they wear, wear is fire retardant. You came out, he's smiling and just just phenomenal. But uh, not just the safety of the cars, but also this medical team, because I couldn't imagine how hot that fire was. I mean, the flames were 40 feet high. It's just Jesus. something else. I'm sure you'll see it everywhere. Watch it. And, and hey, if you don't even like motorsport, just keep in mind that the stuff that keeps him safe will keep you and your car safe one day as well. So that that's worth noting. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I... Um I remember interviewing on radio Chris Amon, one of New Zealand's Formula One drivers out of the 60s and 70s, and he said that, look, in the 1960s, he'd sit in a room sort of prior to the start of the season, they'd look around and realise by the end of the season a number of the drivers wouldn't be there because they would have been killed that season, and that basically the, you know, seats sat right over the top of the petrol tanks. And now it's oh, amazing, it was, like... Oh. It, it, it's the only thing is the last death they've had in Formula One. So the safety, be, you know, in, in terms of... That progression's been remarkable. You mentioned it, Sean, the way the engines and stuff. Uh, I mean, the cockpit these days pretty much comes away a little bit like a fighter jet, doesn't it? So, um, you know, it's remarkable what these cars can endure, the crashes they can endure, and how these drivers can walk away. Uh, oh, you know, so it's amazing. And, you mentioned it too there, Sean, that, you know, the, the fire protecting and stuff, and that's what formula is. It's, it's a great testing mark, testing ground, isn't it, in terms of innovation and products that eventually end up as part of the technology and innovations in our day-to-day cars. Yeah, well, Jules Bianchi was the last that I heard 
Chris, where you, you drove into the uh, the crane that was picking up another oh, that car. Japan, wasn't it? Japanese yeah, Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then Sin was the last before that. I mean, and you, you talked about Amon. I think it was once every once a month there was a death in Formula One, and the story Chris um, says it just to go further on that. Not only did you sit on you know 150 liters of, of stuff that was actually far more volatile than the petrol they use now. There was all what they call it jungle juice. And the drivers didn't wear seatbelts because they worked out it was better, safer for you to get thrown out of the car and break some bones than get stuck in the car and burn to death. That's that's what these guys did in the old days. And that's why they didn't bump into each other so much because there was so much at stake. It was life or death. But, you know, today the, the safety measures are phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, just great to see him smiling and, and hospital there. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you see the crash, um, you know, this listening, it's hard to describe how quickly the car goes up in flames. I haven't seen anything like it for years. I, I've still got to say, though, I don't like the old night racing. Oh, yes, I, I, don't, I don't mind for TV. I mean, no one can go to the race, so it looks good on TV. But I'll tell you what, I went to... Uh, Singapore once, Mark, and they actually, the lights are angled behind the drivers, so you can hardly see, they don't have any light shining in them, and the whole the whole track is projected, and if you see it from above, it looks like some someone's painted this bright white track all over um, Singapore, it's just phenomenal, but uh, yeah, I mean, heck, for a race where no, no one's really there, I don't think it matters too much, but it probably made the flames look more severe, though. Mm. Anyway, gentlemen, just uh, just before we wrap it up, Mark, what were some of your thoughts over of the sporting weekend? Well, I was lucky enough actually over the weekend to commentate the finals of New Zealand Water Polo's first ever season of their Premier League, and what they've done is they've said, "Hey, look, we want to continue to further develop the games." They've taken their top sixty men, top sixty women, and pretty much looked at it regionally and also within the club system and said, "Hey, let's try and." get sort of four fairly even teams here and let's play each other over a regular basis and end up having a bit of a final and um, there are two New Zealand junior development teams in them so they're a junior men's team and a junior women's team who pretty much stole the show on both days both the junior sides losing the finals but uh, look great initiative from Chris Wilson and the team at Water Polo New Zealand it's a sport that look I never grew up playing um, but as I've sort of been more and more involved on the commentary side of it and you know, and taking a bit more of an appreciation and look at it, it is a brutal game. It is a tough game. Um, and, you know, it's four by eight minutes, but oh, just, just a game of rugby underwater and then trying to sort of, you know, aerobically sort of keep your heart rate down and concentrate and go from one end of the pool to the next. And I've got to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, look, that, that, that was a, a bit of a personal highlight for me. Um, yeah, English Premier League, we might just leave till next week. <laughs> what's, what's that, Mark? Oh, nothing, mate. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, Just having a mental block, mate, that's all. Oh, come on, come on, come on. I hear Ian is going to be helping out Liverpool. Oh, who shows are that, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, uh, well, we've probably got another... uh, Can I have a highlight, Haman? Yeah, of course you can. I'm going to say, um, first of all, I think the All Blacks did that beautiful tribute to Maradona. Yeah, great. A flawed genius, but a genius nonetheless, and show why sport can be great. These codes, you know, acknowledging other codes needs to happen like that, but, uh, you know, it just showed the influence that this this player had 
and forget everything off off the field, even the hand of God. Just watch some of the magic. I, I, I showed my my daughter, my oldest daughter, she said, who's Maradona? I said, I'll show you. And we sat in the car. She didn't get out to go into class because she kept watching videos of him playing. And that oh, was right. the magic of sport. And I will say uh, congratulations, Tasman. It was ugly but beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Anyway, well, um, that that's us done for an- another day. Three more shows before Christmas, guys. So we'll catch you now next week and we'll uh, wrap up the show. So thanks a lot, gentlemen. All right, it's all good. Have a good one. Cheers. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Okay, so that's us done for today. Goodbye.